Sup guys, what's going on? First Sorry. recorded video, and this is our tenth, ninth, no, eleventh. Ele really? Yeah, eleventh. Yeah, That's our tenth. Oh hell yeah! I think it's eleventh podcast. <clears throat> so now you get to see who we are, and inevitably dox us and threaten us because. Oh, get off of me! Get off of me! It's <laughs> America. I thought it was America. Okay. So I guess in today's podcast we're gonna be talking about fear. What? How it influences people to change their lives, and what restrictions does it put on the human psyche? Fear. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So. Oh, um so yeah, this is the West Church podcast. Um, ah, one second. The most we have is Don't. Jordan Peterson, of course. So, um, so yeah, fear, guys. That's what. Uh, no comments. Uh, no yeah, we're gonna be talking about fear, as Dika was saying. You um, want to start out then, Dika? Um, I think, I think there's a misunderstanding about what fear actually does to us. Um, so there, are, I, I categorize into four parts. So there's the love of love, the love of fear, the fear of love, and the fear of fear. So yeah. Will Smith actually kind of goes more in depth with this. Um, he talks about- We'll link uh, the his other... Instagram in the bio. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> Um, Will Smith, he talks about going like parachuting or whatever. And he's like, so on the other side of fear, like the fear of having that fear of actually jumping out of the airplane and, you know, parachuting down yes. is, is like, what's actually going to make you jump out of that airplane. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> what are you laughing at? I'm paying attention to Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. Continue. Right. So, so the entire aspect of saying that the fear of fear is like a bad, good or bad thing is like, that's kind of a bias towards saying it's not going to help you or it is going to help you versus just actually, you know, channeling that and transcending the emotion of fear into or transgressing it into something new. So you channel it and then you can turn it into love, for example. Obviously, it's two completely different degrees. So love and fear are... Pretty much the same thing. It's just two completely different degrees. Like it's high and cold. Like high and cold is a measure of degree. It's not, you know, they're they're really like immeasurable, but they're ultimately come out to the same thing. So yeah, I mean, um, cold technically doesn't exist. It's just the lack of thermal energy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And if if you notice, a lot of um, philosophers will talk about or hermetic principles. Talk about. Uh, heat actually being the higher end of the spectrum and cold being the lower end of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. So they say that anything that is high in intensity or degree is usually hot in temperature. Um, and not only that, but they say that, like, for example, the fear of love. So that's people who are kind of like, um, who are, who have anxiety, right? And they have like trouble being comfortable in their own bodies, kind of like anorexic people. So they have trouble loving themselves. So it's the fear of love, like the fear of actually ex of, of acceptance of societal like norms and stuff like that. So insecurity. Yeah, insecurity. That's the fear of love. Yeah. That's where that falls into that category. 
and then there's like the love of fear like the actual like it's not a good or bad one again like you can look at it from either you know point of view either perspective but um the love of fear kind of goes into saying um you know i love this fear because it's helping me achieve my goals like not having something to fear is is kind of saying like like i've not, I've nothing to challenge myself you know because challenge is good challenge is like should be seen as an opportunity if you never fail at life mm -hmm. then there's nothing to really find joy in it joy joy in so like yeah, yeah. if you're like a god for example like it's hard to find anything to perfect perfect yourself in like it's not really enjoyable it's not fun like the entire point of life is to experience ourselves and experience others mm -hmm. and the entire you know journey along with that so that's what the love of fear kind of goes into and then there's the fourth category which kind of goes with um like it's the love of love so you just have such a strong attachment to it it could result in again good or bad circumstances it just really depends on where you're at in the situation but with that it can result in, you know, heartbreak or, you know, you can undergo, like, if you're so attached to love, it's ultimately going to lead you back down into a spiral where it'll be like, okay, I'm causing myself suffering a little bit. I need to kind of, you know, detach myself a little bit and kind of look at myself from a third person point of view and see the world as it is. Okay. Because the world isn't all love. It's not, you know, all flowers. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. So you kind of have to be, have that subjective view of, um, you know, what, what is this helping me with in regards to, uh, this aspect of my life, um, versus me, you know, actually being afraid of it. Like, should I be, you know, transgressing this fear into something else or should I kind of like jump over this hurdle and, you know, is there something better on the other side, so to speak? <laughs> yeah. I mean, with every category that you just named off, there's an extreme to each one. Mm-hmm. Like, when you said the love of fear, I'd, I immediately thought of um, adrenaline junkies. Yeah. Like, people who just love to jump off a of shit because... They get high off fear. Pretty much, yeah, the adrenaline. Because they believe that... Well, I'm not sure if they all believe that they're all going to die or something, but just the fear of... Da uh, not the fear. The love of danger. Yep. The potential danger that's... The love there. of fear. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, mm -hmm. you know, Jordan B. Peterson, he actually talks about um, talking about how fear and disgust are two completely different things. Like disgust doesn't even fall into the category of fear. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's that's weird, because like he was talking about how Hitler would bathe himself. Like Hitler wasn't afraid of Jews. Like he He's talks really about hygienic. Yeah. yeah, he 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 talks about how Hitler was actually disgusted with the Jews because he was so attached to the Aryan race that he wanted like he saw this race and anything outside of it was a parasite like that's what Jordan Peterson talks yeah, about yeah. and it's so interesting but like yeah I, he goes into that whole yeah. fear aspect of Hitler yeah didn't he compare them to uh like rodents or something right? yeah Just insects and yeah. rodents so they actually they they, they compared the Jews to literal rats really they compared their tactics but their, what their hiding tactics to how, how rats move and how they operate like a maze like the underground it's probably like the hum humanizing them. Yeah. So, you know, um, I was actually kind of this is kind of a little off topic, but um, like I was thinking because like I, I I'm not like a heavy weed smoker, you know, mm -hmm. like I've been sober for a while. But if I ever do smoke weed, like I only recommend it like maybe a few times a month. I mean, but when within those few times a month, like you want to go fucking ham, bro. 
Like, you just want to put yourself in a gas chamber of just weed, just... I mean, that's what Terrence McKenna <laughs> always proposed, that just... the only way to smoke marijuana is to take a long break and then just go absolutely, yeah. like, bad shit with it. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. the only way. That's, that's but, what I recommend, yeah. But, I mean, he only said that is to get a psychedelic experiment or experience really? from it. Yeah. So it does have the psychedelic problem. If you eat it. THC does. If you eat enough THC, you can literally transcend. You know, I heard, I, I heard something, uh, it was like, apparently there's like the beehives, I think we talked about this in one of our podcasts, yeah, we did, it was like, you can get high off the bee nests or whatever, the the nectar. Oh, yeah, in um, like, um... Trees, you get high off oxygen and stuff like that. I think Chris Marks ate three ounces, and he said he was high for days. That's insane. Wait, um, um <laughs> what, hash like he, just, he just ate weed. It was weed? He yeah. ate three ounces. Like, Damn. Was it like just, a hybrid or indica, sativa? Dude, I have no idea. He no. said he, he just ate it. I shouldn't, have, I shouldn't have fucking named it, but whatever. He ate three ounces, and then he told me that he, he was just high for a few days. Like, he just felt it. But the thing is, I think there, there's also, like, a, like a, a medicinal value, not just by smoking it or eating mm-hmm. it when it's cooked but just eating it by itself like on itself see without, this is, without like cooking it or anything like that this is actually a good it. transition too because um, <clears throat> what does that have to do with fear though like I know I'm getting that okay. so there's a stigma with marijuana these days that a lot of people get really bad anxiety through smoking marijuana and that, that's a huge mystery. How to, like, why... Is that before they go into it? They already have the anxiety? It's already yeah, a lot, kind of sometimes. A lot, out of, of, a lot of them do. Sometimes that, that is true. Sometimes that happens. Or sometimes they take too much and they're like, oh my god, what the fuck is happening? And that, that just goes back to... Like, it, it's, it's like what Jordan Peterson says. Like, you have to jump into, like, the abyss. Mm-hmm. And people, people don't want to do that. Like, most... Actually, every single person on the planet, given the choice, they would not want to do that. Jump into the abyss. That's why it's so hard for people to do that. But I, I personally think it, it's, you know it's, it's completely is, necessary yeah. for people to jump into the abyss. Yeah, because it leads to liberation. Of course. And it really does. It's, it's ten times better. Yeah. Like, and it's like, you could take your whole life taking risks. Like, for example, I was playing, um, I was playing like a video game the other day. It was Zelda, you know, uh, for Nintendo. And... In that game, you have to kind of be like, oh, you know, there's the main story, but to find all these like other secrets, you have to take risks. Like you kind of have to see like, okay, what's over here? If you don't take those risks of seeing what's over there, you could have missed out on something that could have helped you on the main quest. So that goes in to like, don't be afraid to take risks that aren't off your path. Like for example, like my passion is music. So ultimately that's where I'm headed, but on the side, it doesn't mean I can't enjoy different, you know, oper- job opportunities or um, different experiences. Like, for example, reading books or uh, making YouTube videos, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Smoking weed, like it doesn't mean you can't take, you know, little pass off of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Because uh, yeah. it's gonna ultimately benefit who you are as a person, and that's more important than than where you're going in the first place. So, either you take a side quest or the main quest or whatever, it's gonna help you as a person. Either way, it doesn't matter. You, just, know what's, you know what's the most baffling, though, for me? I don't mean to cut you off, but... but I'm like, I'm done. The most baffling thing, I think, is, um... Like, when it comes to diving into whatever fear it is, like, have you noticed that 
people's expectation of what they fear today is nothing compared to the danger the violence, the fear that we had to face oh, back yeah. then, like our ancestors had to face. Mm-hmm. Not even our evolutionary ancestors, like like primates or anything, just like that. Like people who were living in the medieval times or the dark ages or whatever. And for some reason, today in this generation, we're the most oppressive. Yeah. We're the most fear ridden, the most anxiety ridden. Yeah. Isn't that a little weird? And we have nothing to fear, really. And it's so funny because many psychologists say that there's. A, it's very enclosed. Yeah. yeah. There's. It, it's a little. It's a little like oxymoron- oxymoronic because they say that it's a condition that our brains have where because of thousands and thousands of years of our brain trying to protect us and because paranoia and anxiety is natural to us mm-hmm. as creatures because that al- that gives us super... Paranoia is not a good thing or a bad thing either. It's yeah, yeah. Supposed oh, yeah. To, and anxiety is supposed to... It's like the jittery feeling of like, I got to do something or... I don't want to do something. It's just a yeah. fight or flight. No, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. That's why, yeah, that's why our brains are developed to do mm. to protect us. That's why paranoia is just, it, paranoia is literally just slight awareness. Yeah. yeah. Of your surroundings, like our like our ancestors. It could be, be aware- extreme awareness though. It but, could that, become, but that was like Batman. Back like then. Yeah, like yeah. if you look at Batman, like he is a prime example of fear. Like oh, yeah, yeah. The, his entire existence is kind of based off of fear because oh, yeah, he yeah. not only does. Does he, like, start off as, like, putting fear into, like, criminals, like, in Gotham? Like, it's also the entire the entire study of, like, Batman is, like, his psyche is based off of paranoia. Like, yeah. it's like, I, I need to be ready for, you know, Joker. I don't know what he's going to do. I don't know how far he's going to drive me over the edge. And yeah. a lot of people don't know this, but, like, Joker actually has a fear, too. He, and, and Joker's fear is he, he's afraid of being forgotten. And and if you look at it, Joker and Batman could essentially be the same person, mm-hmm. and it's it's really interesting when you kind of look at uh, like comic books like that. Yeah. But no, yeah, that's why that's why many scientists like <clears throat> when they talk about that, they always say that our brains are they're pretty much but they're biologic biologically engineered to keep us protected mm-hmm. but not happy. And the thing is, that's what they notice with a lot Self of people. Self-preservation. Like, yeah. But he, here's the craziest part. Because we're out of the food chain, we're in a very docile, I guess you could say docile society, where everything is too tame, too calm, but which is great for us because that means that we can, we can proliferate, we can like keep uh, our generations going on and on without the fear of being eaten or dying of disease or whatever, whatnot. Mm. Because everything is so secure now. But our brains don't know, they don't know the difference. We're literally trying to rewire thousands and thousands of years yeah. of evolution. It's not yeah. gonna happen. That's it's fucking. That's why I think that's one just of the leave main it the things. way the nature intended it to be. Yeah, but that, that's the reason. It's because people, because we have received too much comfort, our brains are not used mm-hmm. to it, and they're like, "No, I need danger." Yeah. So that's why it's absolutely necessary to put ourselves in complete discomfort because. Because if we're not doing that, then our brain is complete. It's gonna go haywire. Yeah, and that's why people but, get like anxiety attacks. But, but in then, actuality, it's just it's just natural. Yeah, because that's that's like uh, that's just acceptance in general. Because like, there's people that aren't comfortable within their own bodies, and they're already in. But that's conditioning that just, of our society too. Like, yeah, like body they're, issues and. Yeah, because they're already like. And what now? Yeah, and like another thing is. Um, like like what you said about paranoia, like, mm-hmm. do you think that people should be paranoid about like what they say to other people? No. To a certain extent, no, no, no. because the tonality of it is par- paranoid to the fact that like 
if if you don't have that like that paranoia in the, the times you need it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or if you have paranoia, like say you, you smoke a bunch of weed and you get really paranoid, not necessary. <clears throat> is anxiety a part of paranoia? Yeah, because like, it is. So yeah, yeah, it is paranoia. It, okay. it is. Yeah. 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 Um, but you need to like learn to maneuver that paranoia to something more valuable, like using paranoia as in like. You could say you're working at your your place, and then <clears throat> you have the paranoia that you're doing a shitty job. That could be very beneficial to you. Yeah, yeah like exactly. like what Lewis was saying, uh, slight awareness, right, for paranoia. Yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. You're just you're just some people aware of everything you're doing, which is a yeah. good thing. Which I, I but what's the extremist should. side of paranoia? Like, what's what's the extreme of that? Like, is well, there a name for that? Schizophrenia. Yeah, it is extreme anxiety. So disorder. Batman's a schizophrenic. Schizophrenic. <laughs> they get voices in their head telling them to do shit, and they like don't know what to do. Yeah, yeah. Okay, because because so. there is no guarantee that like for example, Joker's gonna come into the Batcave. Like Batman just kind of is ready for whatever happens. He's ready for literally it's, anything. It's order and chaos. Yeah, it's it's Batman good. and Joker. Are, yeah, uh, it's literally it's literally just ourselves. Trying but to, ba- but Joker is a result of Batman. No, it is. Yeah, Joker, yeah. Batman created Chaos is Joker. a resort of result of order. They're pretty much the two sides of the same mm-hmm. coin. But people, if you really think about it, Harvey Two Fish. See, they they uh, have the whole psyche uh, enveloped oh in the Batverse, man. Oh yeah, but everything it, is in there. It, it's 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 as simple as um when it comes to just explaining. It's as simple as being a little kid or a little kid being afraid of the dark. Mm-hmm. He's not afraid of the dark itself he's afraid of what's in it exactly yeah of not knowing what's in there and it's that's pretty much what it is because our bodies our brain everything that we're made of actually yeah for survival but now in this society instead of worrying about survival we're worried about status and that's where you're what you were talking about comes in like body issues like appearance issues financial issues whatever it may be it's all yeah imagine imagine adding all that fucking natural intuitive like paranoia to these uh the status yeah that's yeah this, that is dude. so bad that's what makes people kill themselves yeah, yeah. like ultimately it do- yeah it doubles it but isn't that just isn't that just like someone telling uh you like um you're an asshole and then they go home and they put that title to themselves and then they live their whole life thinking that they they're are? an asshole because but what if they're actually an asshole no but it's it's them putting that title to themselves <clears throat> you always have to detach yourself from those titles because you are as a person and you're not let's you're not doing anything like you're just kind of stationary but in essence everything is moving everything is in a vibratory state mm-hmm. it's just when you put that title onto you it seizes your control of who you are i guess so i guess that's like the status quo or something but that's, that's why i think bullying is necessary to an extent oh you're gonna be that dad just like son i want you to go and kick it's been clinically proven that overprotective parents are more likely to ruin their children. And especially, especially that's hundred percent like mothers and fathers who are so overly protective with their child. They pretty much got to let them um, fall once in a while. Yeah. What, what's the word I'm looking for? They, they have to be. It's yeah. like, it's like they're not building up their immunity for the outside world. Yeah. So when they go to the outside world, it's like they immediately just get sick and die. Yeah. Like, obviously metaphorically, but the th- that that's the thing. Like uh, Jordan Peterson talks a lot about that, um, about how to raise your child, and like you have to expose them to danger at an early age. And there's this guy named John. But what Taylor about Gatto. drugs? 
Because if because if it comes to drugs, like I feel like the best way would be like like okay if you you know I don't care if you use drugs, just make sure you do them in the house. No. Like like no, I feel like that's no, 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 the best no, no, no. way to approach it because I've seen well, so many parents at a, at do that. Age, and it's it's they did it right. At a certain age, I think I think again to an extent depending on the parent and how they approach it, mm-hmm. if they're allowing their kid to drink or smoke weed. I think it is best for them to try it within the household rather than outside because they want to experience it and like just allowing them. But when it comes to like cocaine and shit, obviously no, no. because nar- extreme narcotics. It's that's natural. Necessary. It's natural. It's that's not, not natural. That's chemically. I don't care what you say. Uh, all fucking medicines and like chemicals like that aren't natural. Yeah, yeah. They're not fucking. They're they're extracted from plants, but they're not natural. Yeah, because cocaine comes from. The cacao. Mm. Is it cacao? Cocoa plant. I said I it was not chocolate, but... Oh, it's heroin, actually. The yeah. Cacao. Cacao. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's opium and heroin. Yeah. Um, back to what you were talking about, uh, immunity. Um, yeah. There was... Uh, I think we were talking about this in the car earlier. It was uh, oh, yeah. uh, like but, sex. By the way, uh, Jordan Peterson actually talks about how to... There's a chapter dedicated to how to, how to raise your children. In the book. Oh, yeah, I saw that. In 12 Rules yeah. uh, for Life. Mm. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read that this weekend. It's a really dark book. Yeah, I can't wait. Really I'm dark. so excited. It's fucking yeah. Nah, I'm reading. I'm re- I'm gonna read that book on Marxism too. So yeah, you guys know how that one is. I think that that's the beauty of uh, having a kid because you have to assign them early to certain tasks to build up that discipline. <laughs> because then later on they're gonna be so used to, uh, you know, to, to disciplining themselves as a as a child. Like it could be as simple as doing now, chores. No, when uh, when you're a child though, I think you're actually afraid of the dark. Well, you're yeah, not afraid of what's in it. it. But when you get older, you're afraid of what's in the dark. It's just, because you're it's overanalyzing. Just, just Your mind is overanalyzing. Yeah. No, because when you're a child, you're... Okay, so there's a difference between living as a child and living as, a, as an adult. Because when you're a child, your imagination is yeah. active all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no boundaries. Okay. So when, you're a, when a child is afraid of the dark, they're legit seeing what's in the dark. Oh yeah, like it, their they mind see the prana. Legit. They see the static. Yeah, because we're we're afraid. Like, oh, there might be something. Children see that shit. Yeah, they yeah, see. Yeah, they it. really do. Yeah, yeah, they see through the dark. Yeah. No, no, no. That not not even. They legit like see shit in the dark. Yeah, imaginatively, okay. they just view a monster. That that's why the whole story. Oh, of monster under stuff. my bed or monster like in my ghosts, closet. But like just scary shit like yeah yeah yeah. you could see like something like a shadow move but it's just your mind playing tricks on you but a child doesn't know that it's just like oh there's a monster there Mm -hmm. that's where it comes from yeah but children need to learn literally learn at a really young age to just run up to that thing and touch it that if if you learn anything from shamanism it's if you see a monster run up and touch it that's what you have to do you have to be the hero just cut your arm off I mean, that's if you, that's the whole journey of the hero, though. You're supposed to dive into the dragon's mouth, die, kill, the, come back to life, kill the dragon, and that's the hero. I actually, I actually literally had a dream of a dragon when I was a kid. Like, yeah. it would talk, and I was, like, running through, like, a school, and I would hide under the bleachers. I'd be like, it would talk, and I'd be like, fuck that. Yeah. I was like Bilbo in The Hobbit. The f- like, and Smaug was like, come now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think, I think that's why there's... There's so many, um, like the reverse of that is. Her pants wet. What? No, they're just shiny. Wow. Yeah. But um, yeah, the reverse of that. What is like, the reverse of paranoia? The, the typical, the... or not paranoia, like what I'm getting at is, is uh, instead of having a disciplined child from in the beginning, you have one that's overprotective and then that results in 
let's say Catholic schoolgirls. That's one example. Yeah. Them being the most sexually suppressed women, and plus guys too. And then what happens at it later on when they're adults? They, they go become, fucking crazy. Yeah, they become nymphos and all that yeah. stuff. And I think that's why it's like it's completely necessary to tell them right in the beginning because. But that's the other thing. Like parents have that fear of, oh man, if I tell them, they're gonna, because they, obviously the fear of the parents is. They're going to become a drug addict if, that t if I tell them about weed. They're going to become an alcoholic. Yeah, but there's also discipline and self-control. So if if the Catholic oh, yeah, yeah. Was, chick was taught, <laughs> like, like listen, so like yellow. you got to get straight A's. Otherwise, like there's going to be some bad shit. Like you're getting the belt or something. I think the problem nowadays, though, with children and talking to them is like, Nowadays, children aren't like friends with their parents. It's just like they're, really they're the parents. They're really not. Yeah, so don't that's, buy that's your kid problem. an iPad. You can't buy. It's not just that. It's just like that's a big one. They don't connect with them. Yeah, they like they yeah. teach them things and like do your own shit like whatever. How many kids actually like are very intimate with their parents and no one. tell them that they love them? At like least. what's what's the fucking stigma with children? Like, I mean, I was oh like, that when children I was a kid. are so annoying. Like, oh my god, it's such hard work. Fucking work with children. God, it like, annoys me, dude. It's having a child is like it's it's the most precious gift as in the sense is like it's the only pure way to test your theories. So if you have your own gnosis and own theories in mind and you want to pray like if you're debating with someone like, oh yeah, you're wrong, you're wrong, like the only way to test that is to show a blank slate, aka a child, and let them develop with your ideas and see what happens. Mm -hmm. That's the only way to test them. And the only way to do that is to become very intimate with your child and fucking talk to them. Not, like, suppress them with deep ideas. Like, oh, you Don't have to do this. Them, yeah. You literally have to, like, discuss a lot of things with them. No ball, no boundaries. Like, if, yeah. they, if they're curious about where babies come from, like, literally, why lie to them? What's the point of that? But would it depend on a certain age? I don't think so. Yeah. No. Even why? if they're, like, five, just tell them, like, oh, penis goes into vagina and then... Why not? I mean, of course they're going to be, like, immature <laughs> right. about it, like, whatever. But, like... It'll probably go right over their head. It's going to, it's going to but they're going to think yeah, about yeah. it. They're going to think about it. That's the pro that's the point of doing that. If you tell them something that's going to, like, blow their mind, it's causing them to think, which most children don't do. <laughs> they don't think. That's like, I mean, think of us, for example. We're the consequence of... Of our parents not telling us early enough, and then us discovering porn prior to them even telling us about sex. I was so. Because, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. Oh yeah. By the time I was, I, I was literally in Catholic school, from preschool to fourth grade. Same here. And I was so ignorant to the point of freshman year in high school. That's when I was like, I learned everything like about the real world. I'm like, I have been lied to my entire yeah. life. That's bullshit. I don't want that. No, ch no child has to be lied to. Yeah, they just teach you monothe monotheism like your whole life, and it's just like you find out there's all these gods, and it's just like, all right, so yeah, I could have been polytheistic this whole time. Like, it becomes confusing to uh, to each of them. I mean, exactly. But that's the thing. I mean, ultimately, you can because it's it the fear it's of like their decision. It's, and and that's like, like that's just like fake fear. It's just like they teach you if you do this, you're going to hell. Yeah, you know, that's, that's actually another yeah. that's a good point, too. You have to it's let... It's like, hell doesn't the, exist. You have hell to let exist. the child choose. Yeah. Like, you can't be like, oh, oh you're a Christian because you're born in this family. Like, you have to tell them, like, yeah. okay, this is what Christianity is. So I have is. no free will, I guess. Yeah, Even that, though God says I have free will, so it's... They never truly explain, like, 
grown up Catholic, I was like, why are we Catholic? Exactly. But then we'd just be like, oh, it's because we go to church. I'm like, why do we go to church? And be like, because we want to hear the word of God. I'm like, what? why is that man telling us what God wants us to hear? But you, and like, I'm just like, but you're young. You're like, what even is God? Dude, I was atheist as fuck when I was a kid. Yeah, me too. I, I did not yeah. believe in any God. My mom forced me to read the Bible. I hated. I hated going to church. Dude, I did not believe in anything. I was like, this is all bullshit. And then but you ask. Then you ask on, like your mom or your parents, and it's like, oh, what's Christianity? And like, oh, honey, it's the same thing as Catholicism. Dude, it's like what? No, no my, it's my not. Parents, They're two completely different no, things. My, my mom said that when I when my mom was uh, she's not that Catholic anymore because she discovered all this shit. But like before then, she's like, oh, the Christians are wrong, and I'm like, aren't we? Isn't it the same thing? It's literally the same. It's thing. you believe in Christ and God. It's the same thing. Yeah, no, okay. And they're like, the, no, no, no. Catholicism is much no, deeper than okay. That. Like, so the difference <laughs> is Catholicism is more Virgin Mary based, and it, it is yeah, it, yeah, and and it's so messed up. It's like. They worship the Virgin Mary more than they worship Christ. Like I literally walked That's into a church them, yeah. in 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 Vegas, like in Nevada, and they were like, I walked into this church and it was literally Virgin Mary everywhere. Like yeah. she was literally like where the cross is supposed to be at the front at the altar. Yeah. And it wasn't it wasn't Christ, bro. It was, I mean, it was if like, you go to Mexico, yeah. what the fuck? You don't see Jesus everywhere. Yeah, you, you see, see Virgin, Virgin Mary, Mary everywhere, yeah, it's and then you go, Virgin Mary. yeah, and then I'm, you go dude. to like those those like uh, chorus singing. Churches, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. can I get an amen? Oh my god, dude, that, my <laughs> grandma has a fucking painting of the Virgin Mary Jesus holding G- um, John Paul, the Pope. He's like, <laughs> just fucking holding it. I'm like, what the fuck? Is it giant? Yeah, it's a giant, it's like probably like from the ceiling to like the middle, and then the Pope is just like this to Virgin Mary, and the Virgin was like, like Voldemort. Dude, like just holding him, I'm like. <laughs> What? I'm like, we are so... This family's so fucking... It's crazy. like a deformity. But dude, it wasn't until later on when I realized I'm like, essentially, all religions are the same. They are. But oh, it's yeah. just it's just filtered... Different... Through, ex- through it's different degrees. Different, different degrees. Yeah, of, yeah, that, no, yeah, that's why I said it's filtered through culture. It's filtered through personal opinion yeah. and personal agenda because it's, it's just you, like Muslims. They if, say, if you don't praise the law and blow yourself up, um, you're going to fucking burn in hell. But then they say, oh, but you'll receive... 72 versions if you kill yourself you know like it's like it's yeah that's true yeah yeah but if you if you do look at it though christianity or catholicism i should say yeah. is like the extreme degree of like pain and suffering like and then like you look at like hinduism and buddhism and like they have shiva and she's all colorful and shit yeah, yeah. and it has more open-mindedness to that like people will have more acceptance towards that religion because more at peace, I, even though there's like 600 gods, they have more. Yeah, See, I have a problem with Buddhism too because I, I put Buddhism in the same category as Christianity and Catholicism. Oh, yeah. Because not only do. Uh, but do, well, how do they perceive hell in there? See, it's not just that. The thing that really makes me mad is because they, they believe in karma. So. Karma is very real. I know. Like, it's if, real, if you look at it, I, like, I, I, for I example, know, it's I, like, I, oh. I don't know about that. It is. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll, I'll, let me that. tell you something, man. Everything comes full circle. Everything. But the Buddhist thought is like, if they see someone suffering, they don't help them. They're like, karmic. He's just suffering from uh, yeah. karma. But I don't like that. Like, that, what the fuck? Okay, there, okay. Yeah, there is... There they, is Every single one, I'm like, don't worry about him. He's... He's meant to suffer. He's ODing. Uh, <laughs> don't worry about him. There is some truth dying. in that, though. It, there is, because, but... Because, okay, okay for example... At... For example, let's say... 
this, this guy kills someone, right? And then it's like, all right, guys, we're going to put him, uh, do, go and put him through some psychiatry. Um, we're going to, you know, get his okay, brain up a little bit. I'm talking about people right, who, who do something in their previous life. That's what they're saying. Not well, someone who did something we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. I'm just saying this for example. And then, um, you know, you think the guy's good and then he does it again. And then, you know, fool me once, you know, what is it? Shame on me. Fool me twice. Yeah, yeah, shame yeah. on you. Yeah. No, something like that. shame on you for the first one. Shame on me for the shame second Shame on me. Yeah, for the second. Yeah, yeah, that makes more Ain't sense. Yeah. So, <laughs> no, but, so pretty much, um, if he does it a second time, like, it's like, okay, we have to isolate ourselves from this guy. But if, from what you're saying, if it's like ancestral, uh, car, like karmic like reverberation. Poor. And you're like, yeah, why don't you give him money? He's suffering from karma. Don't help him. That's, yeah. that's, that's, that's their mentality. That's I know that that's, that's like retarded. kind of like frowned upon at first when you look at it, but there is truth in that too. There is truth to everything though. Like even the Christian, yeah. oh, even there's the half, Christian well, morals have truth in them. The hermetic principles talk about this. That there is n All truths are half-truths. So no matter what, there is always going to be a little half and half of you know what is actually legit and what is not. So, of course, yeah. So when that guy's saying that, maybe he just doesn't want to contaminate his own karma. But everyone's different. Because some people might say, okay, this person's fucked me over so many times, but fuck it. I'm still going to help him out because I, I get good karma back anyway. Regardless if I help someone out who's fucked me over, I'm still going to get good karma. So, so there is that yeah. next level of Buddhism that a lot of Buddhists don't talk about. Yeah, but, and that but literally I, can save the world, the way that works. Because Yeah, but yeah. I, I think that... Uh, I think the... The core problem is we're arguing on the basis of the religious structure rather than the human being. Because it's not necessarily the religion that's flawed, it's us. Exactly. Because, so why Because us yeah. because what you just said, you gave a good point. You said that there is a certain extent where we have to leave someone because they have to learn. But then Dan is true too because he's like, Okay, if he's extremely poor, you you have to help him out, like you have to be selfless. Yeah. But it so all that, comes so that, down yeah. to ourselves to choose what are exactly are we gonna do. Because as human beings, we don't know the outcome of everything. We're not we're not clairvoyant. So it could be. It's like have you heard of the quote um, that um, best intentions sometimes lead to the road of hell. Mm -hmm. That's true in a sense because sometimes even if you try to help something, you could actually worsen the circumstance. Wait, do you yeah. It, yeah. It, it, yeah. So maybe that is why. Plug that in more. Huh? Just plug that in more. Yeah. So like. Um, okay. So like back to what I was saying though. Like for example. Me saying, okay, this person has fucked me over so many times, right? I'm still going to help them. I'm not technic. Okay, I know this is kind of like, I don't know if this is a narcissist way of looking at it, but maybe like, okay, I'm going to help this person out, but I'm not doing it for them. I'm doing it for me as a person. Is that yeah. is that a narcissist way of looking at it? Or is that just like my happiness means? That's pretty because that makes you happy when you help someone out. So you're technically doing it for yourself. Like is that yeah? To be to be honest, that's fair. Is, everyone is doing it for themselves. There has to be a small portion of the because we're all human. I don't believe that when when you do a good deed, come on, you don't feel. Everyone feels that little pride in them. I don't believe oh, yeah. that anyone's like, no, I did it completely for them. That's such bullshit. Everyone is human. Everyone is human. Everyone has the exact same emotions. I know for a fact every good deed that is done, the person who has helped that other person. They feel a little bit of pride. Yeah, that's just natural. Like if we do something good for each other, we're gonna be like, oh, yeah, I did do it for you, but also like I feel good about myself now, which is fine. Like it's just it's just being a human, and I, I feel like 
we're too hard on ourselves, like, calling... Like, but don't get me wrong, there is that extreme where people are, like, artificial happiness. Mm -hmm. Like, you see people on YouTube, like, they'd be like, just be happy, just be happy all the fucking time. Like, th that's narcissism to an extent because... Yeah, yep. Because it has to be ups and downs. Yeah, inflow yeah, yeah. And, and there's flow in, or a flux and influx of motion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. I said, everything is vi vibratory. Yeah. Um, but, like, okay, for example, like, if um, you do something... I lost my train of thought. Fuck. But what are you saying? But the good, well, the, well, that's what I'm pretty much talking about. Like, doing good deeds is, like, we all have that sense of um, that oh, narcissism. I like, remember. I'm, I'm such a good yeah. person for doing that. Even though we don't want to fully admit it to ourselves, we even we feel a little bit of that every time we do a good thing. But then there's also those people that's, that are hard on themselves. When say, they feel that, yeah. Say, but they no, should... I, don't, I don't want, they, like, they feel that pride. Like, I, want, I feel good about myself. But is it bad to think good about myself? Exactly. And like, that, is it good? Is it? Should I feel bad about myself for doing yeah. that? And then, should I see that as a good thing, for thinking that what I just it's did is bad? Like thing. the action. Yeah. But that's a clear example. But that of is people. a bias. Like it's it's a law of polar principle if of polarity. If you're not working with yourself, then what the fuck are you even doing with your life? That is Dude, true. But the principle. That's what happened to Robin Williams. But, but Robin, Robin Williams. But Robin. See, yeah. <laughs> Robin, like Batman's Robin sidekick. Williams. All right, no, dude, dude, that's why he killed himself. But, that's but why he killed himself. himself. But he okay. didn't focus on himself. He focused on making others yeah. happy instead of himself, and look what happened. Yeah, that's what he, mo most comedians who have killed themselves, they focus too much on their career of making everyone else cheerful, but they never stop to, to take the time and make. That is themselves. true. That is true. But that's most people. But just because you feel bad about that you did something. Doesn't mean you're not bettering yourself. No, just because you like, let's see. There is that spectrum of okay, you feel good about yourself, but if you do something, you feel bad about yourself. There is that side of, I'm still technically bettering myself if I feel bad about something, because maybe that's it, it showing that I have morals that and I've that depends I'm ethically on what the something sound. Is. Okay, like give me an example. <clears throat> like if you do something good first, like if you give some a homeless guy money and he just buys heroin with it. Yeah, that's a good example. Okay, but good, that good but that's right? but that's a good. Now that's just being naive, I think. because no. it very it's very frequent. Because you can kind of see it in the body language, subcommunications. Most homeless people don't buy food; they buy alcohol. Yeah. Because really? most yeah. homeless people are depressed. Why? Why would they buy food? Yeah, there, that, that's okay. The other there's like sometimes like you kind of see like a kid, or like a dog, and it's the dog kind of looks rag ragged. You know, but, the, but that's like, the other thing they exploit animals like. Not all of them, obviously. Oh, yeah, but yeah. They explode. Yeah, you but, see the tiny but here's the thing. Like, here's the thing. That's when I'll go back to Buddhism and I'll say, it's not my karma, even if they do buy that heroin. It's no, their it's karma. not. So, did a, so, you, so you, I did a good deed. You have good intentions. Yeah. yeah, but them buying that nice. and me not knowing, yeah, that's not. They're they're gonna feel something like they're gonna feel really shitty in the end, no matter yeah, what. Yeah. And that karma will catch up. No, they're not. If you take well, something from someone. Not. And 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 you buy heroin with it, and you still don't feel bad. Then someone else is gonna have to teach you a lesson. Okay, whether it be whether it be if you give a homeless person life. money for and they buy heroin with it, they are gonna be the happiest person ever. Because when they're on that heroin, you don't yeah. realize but when they're off that, that heroin, heroin they're off, gonna hate everything because that's exactly. how heroin addicts work. Yeah, no, exactly. So, so that's the karma. That's the karma. They're no, yeah, exactly. No, I understand what you're saying, but like when you give a homeless guy money and they buy heroin, they're not gonna feel bad for buying the heroin. Yeah. They're going to feel good. They're going to feel yeah, absolutely definitely. fucking amazing. The only reason why they feel bad is because of the heroin. Yeah. It's because it makes them feel sick and like, I need more heroin. Mm. That's the whole mentality. Dude, they say, yeah, heroin's the most... It's better than sex. 
Yeah. Oh, it's it's the best thing ever. Yeah. Where, but but you literally don't even want to be in your own body. Like you want to just like yeah. Like you don't you you take a shower and you like hate the shower. <laughs> yeah. Like um and you itch a lot or something like that. I've heard different things. Yeah. But like people can take their own skin and shit. Yeah. Another um like this is a like a societal like a societal um del- like what is it delusion is that what I should say um that people have about karma yeah. so people think that when you do something bad like the karma is gonna hate you like so far off the edge like if you like for example like if you were to sell someone bad drugs and yeah. it comes at you like ten times harder sometimes the wave will it's it's like called an undercurrent so you may do something like slightly bad, but it might come back at you 10 times harder. And then you might do something slightly good and it might come back 10 times more. So okay. if you, even if you give like a little bit of change, you yeah. might get like, a, like let's say you give 50 cents, right? It'll, you'll get a dollar back some way, shape or form in the future, whether it be in terms of time or money. Because money and time are the same exact thing. Like a lot of people don't understand like how, um, like money is like, no, it's not time. It, but it is. It makes up for it, because your time is so valuable. It's just as valuable as money. Who's to say that it isn't? It. We exchange your, it for money. Your time is more valuable than money. It is. It, yeah, is. it is more valuable. Yeah. yeah. But that's but that's but, not, but again, that's another that. bias because you you literally can't say that one is more than the other. You know, they, they each being have their itself, own equivalences. Being in the present moment is very more, extremely more valuable. But the present is timeless, Dan. People don't understand. The present is so timeless. There's n- time has but, no restriction. But it, it on is. To but our physical the present bodies moment. are not. We're dying. The present moment, okay. Everything so that, that, that permeates we're... throughout the present, from the from zero point, yeah. from the present moment, is dying. Yeah. So, so every cell on the outside so... of your body is dying, but every cell in the present moment is building, is thriving, not coping. So how is that timeless? I understand, but we're still wasting v- valuable time. Uh, it's timeless because it's grow because it's progressional. It doesn't mean it's just timeless. like music. Music is timeless because it's rhythmic. No, it's not. It is. Are you just talking about? Wait, sound what is that? No, that doesn't make sense. R- Rhythm is based on time, not timelessness. If you don't have time in music, music there is, is just there noise. is timing within the music. Yeah, exactly. But the music itself is timeless. It's not. Sound. Okay, sound. Sound is timeless. Sound is timeless. Music there we go. Is sound, sound is timeless. Sound. That makes yeah. more sense. Music yeah. is nowhere near timeless. Okay. Yeah. 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 So it has a beginning and an end. Yeah. Yeah. But like um, that one thing you were talking about. And the about, crescendo. About yeah. karma. To a certain degree, I, I don't know if I believe it because like a part of me does. All right, Lewis, let me give you an example. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me finish. Because if it were true, why aren't these evil motherfuckers ruling us? How, where is their karma? And yeah, where is their karma? Oh, oh, the choo choos are coming, baby. Okay, the choo choos are coming. But this is why like, I definitely believe. And I'll tell you a, why. I'll tell you how it'll happen. Okay, okay. But th- this is definitely. I this is why I definitely believe that there is a hell, because, if everything okay, if people truly believe, do you know that how infinite our minds are? Like, do you understand how much there is to do that we don't but, even know about yet? I understand, but what I'm saying is, I don't understand why people believe that there's some afterlife. Why wouldn't there be a counter if everything's polarity? That's what I don't understand. If that goes that there's okay. an afterlife where you finally achieved whatever maybe heaven, yeah. enlightenment, whatever you want to call enlightenment, it. Enlightenment, yeah. Why wouldn't there be a counter? Because where would they go? 
in order to achieve enlightenment, you, if, and, their, if yeah. their whole life is dedicated to causing pain and suffering, that's what that's all. Why of, I do okay, not Jordan B. Peterson. That. I'll go back to what he says. He says that yeah. all of life is suffering, which is true. But even when you've reached enlightenment, there there is a slight form of suffering. There, you cannot completely eliminate any emotion. Any form of suffering, you're all there will always be some slight degree of it. No, whether the it be only way to reach enlightenment is through suffering. Yes, it's through death. Yes, but yeah, but here's a perver. But death but itself they, is suffering, huh? I don't think death itself is suffering. I think the point uh, that you build you up to death is suffering. Yeah. Death, in my opinion. Oh yeah, you're right. So it is a way of looking at because you can shift it and you can say that death is suffering and then after is enlightenment. So on the other side of Will Smith saying, on the other side of fear is enlightenment. Or uh, liberation. See, like it, it all it all goes back to your, to I mean, like fear shadow of, work. Fear of fear. Like, if you if you're yeah, shadow work, yeah. If you don't like work with your um, psyche, intuition. Like the psyche, the part of your psyche that's just like the most horrible part. Like if you, if you fully embrace that shit, like and you don't work with it, the shadow is to reflect on who you are. Within the who, self. Who you... It's rooted within the self. It's who your other self is. It's not yeah. who you But it's are. rooted... It's rooted within it's the rooted self. It's rooted in your the self. self. It's rooted in... Yeah, no. We're, we're by, not we're, in the self. It's rooted in you. The self is a different thing. But there are infinite, like, parallel realities to, like, what is happening right now. There's probably infinite versions of it. I mean, probably. Or infinite degrees of what is happening. But, but so, just, so there's multiple shadows. I'm, I, yeah, I'm... But that, that's, that's talking about the unconscious. The unconscious is parallel realities. The unconscious, everything is possible. Anything's possible. Mm -hmm. So, I'll go back to what Lewis was saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, Unless you want to go on with that. With what? What you're saying? With the shadow work? Um, or we're, oh, we're yeah, uh, yeah. What the fuck was I getting at? Um... Or we could put a tab on that. Yeah, we no, can come back to shadow work. Go, next podcast. Going, no, it was going with... Um, Fear? The, there is a hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, okay. if there's, because the shadow... Our shadows exist. Mm -hmm. And there's there's this... There's there's obviously a collective shadow yeah. from the, in the collective unconscious. And like, what like what like what what is that? It's Didn't Young say it's straight from hell the way he described it? Like, it's rooted? Yeah, it's rooted yeah, in yeah. hell. Mm -hmm. And I th it's so funny because oh. when I think about that... It always reminds me of mixing blood with blood, the Nephilim, the fallen angels, and us being human beings because mm -hmm. we're binary creatures. We have Do you think, evil in us. I have a question for you. Do you think people with cystic fibrosis, like you know how it's <sighs> encoded in their DNA, mm -hmm. like that disease, do mm -hmm. you think that that comes from the binding of the Nephilim, like the fallen angels and stuff like that? No. For viewers that don't suffering. know? No, like there's certain diseases that are encoded within our DNA. Do you think that that but was so purposely put there? cell anemia is too. Yeah, do you think that was put there so that we can't reach, like, a certain no. extent of our self? Just, of well, self? I, mean, I, I, I can't even say that. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, maybe maybe yeah. not. Maybe, no. It could just be... Because maybe that is the key. Causality. We, like, yeah. we don't know. We don't know. Um, I'll go back to uh, what you were saying, though, a little bit yeah. about heaven yeah, and hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it all goes back to uh, the principle of correspondence. Mm -hmm. Principle of correspondence uh, pretty much says, as above, so below. Mm -hmm. So there's always going to be hot and cold positives and negatives to everything. Um, and they say that um, it, it is a pure reflection of how ev everything from how we perceive reality to who we are as an individual. It comes down to three different categories, physical, mental, and spiritual. Mm -hmm. And 
that I would can put spiritual and mental mental in the same category, honestly. They're all the same thing. Physical is the same thing too. They're all everything is one. It's the theory of holistic. It's a holistic point of view that I'm coming from. So, so let me just finish here. So to say that, um, for example, like going back to, um, okay, so what I see in the sky is um, it's blue, right? But someone who's colorblind sees it as you know black and white or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, that is just. For that's a prime example of the law of correspondence. That's saying that there's two completely different sides of the same coin. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, everyone has a different permeation of space and time. Of course. So, but there is the literal definition of how reality shapes itself, and that comes down to simple, basic biological principles that we still science still has yet quote unquote not discovered which is kind of complete bullshit because yeah, we yeah. found cures to cancer through yogic practices meditation all that diet yeah diet dieting yeah it's just we actually we actually found cures to dna embedded diseases like sickle yeah. cell yeah so but but i think we've come to a point where it's like um we're saying like okay so the earth is uh the earth is round but we say okay but we don't see the curvature but it's round, though. We're assuming that it's round. Okay, yeah. So, like I said, back to law of correspondence, it all permeates on the physical realm, the mental realm, and spiritual realm. So the way that everyone is perceiving reality, it could be wrong from what we know of. It, it, it it's probably, I mean, like, we're, we're being taught so many convoluted ways. Of that's like saying your senses are telling you is wrong. No, I'm saying trust your senses. Your senses, but what your senses are telling you is, saying right, that, is reality. Perception is reality. But you're, what you're saying right now is that certain perceptions of reality could be wrong. Like, our perception of reality isn't what reality truly is. Yes, because there is right and that's wrong. That's not trusting your senses. But, no, but I think no, what there is right and wrong. Is we're prescribed... A different way to perceive reality. Yeah, that, that's what I think we are being to taught a certain way to perceive reality, and so, and that is like that going is, to school and like preschool. Yeah. And, and like down to and down college. to the mental, physical, and spiritual realm, there is some key factor that we're that we're overlooking that is making us perceive the world in this fucked up way. It's society. And, and no, it's no, no. There's a certain way that the elites and scientists, NASA, whoever you want to call it, they're all pointing us in this one direction. You know, whether it be doctors, whoever. To perceive the world in this one way, in their way, and it yeah. all comes back to the elitists and like the bankers and what they want us to think. Yeah. But there, but there is, Aliens. yes, but there is our own way of perceiving the world that we have completely forgotten that we don't even know about anymore because it's yeah. so gone in the hit, like it's so kind yeah, yeah, within yeah. the history. It, so, that's so crazy because uh, when we figure you, out you, how you, to, yeah. When we figure figure out how to really perceive reality to a literal extent, in a pragmatic form, yeah. whether it be dogmatic or pragmatic, that is when we will know how the world really functions. Like oh, we're yeah, never, yeah. we don't know shit about the world. We, we really don't, and that's why we rely on so-called credible figures, pu public figures, to to uh to give us some certain information when it comes to what we believe is the most basic things but like then other scientists will come out and be like oh i know the formula for anti-gravity or something and then we'll be like what that's a bunch of shit and I, then yeah you know but um you just reminded me of something like i think aristotle <laughs> i think it was him or the greeks in general because they were talking about the ways of thinking 
And he said that's literally one way to manipulate a person's perception is right from the beginning, completely just shape their, like, maneuver. Uh, like, I, f I forget what he said exactly, but pretty much what you just said. Because that's literally, once, once you condition them to think a certain way, everything is going to be filtered through whatever that is. Exactly. So then they're fucked yeah. for the rest of, of their life. And then they're going to be like... It, I mean, it's you can you can compare it to religion. It's the same thing as religion. You grow up in an organized religion your entire life, and then somebody challenges it, challenges it from maybe an atheist or from a person from another religion, and then they're just like, what? And they, they don't know how. You to know what I think is that. one of the best. I forgot what. Okay, so they say that like the A in atheism like means something. I forgot exactly what it means. And in any religion, like whenever you see A at the beginning, it has a certain meaning. I think it means I or something, or it means like you're going, it has direction. Like there's direction within that. Um, but they say that agnostic is like the best religion. Cause like you believe in a higher power, but you're still skeptical about everything else. And like, I think that's the best way to go. Cause like the higher power could be anything. Like at this point, mm -hmm. like we don't, we're so, we're, our perception of reality is so kind of. I personally believe that everyone has their own personal God. Yeah. Just like how. But I agnostic, know. but agnostic really sets the standard for where you want to start as a human being. And I think that is, if you ever like want to raise your kid, I think agnost agnosticism is like the first step to like showing like, okay, there could be a hard power, but there are all obviously millions of gods. Like. Probably there's probably more than where you be like okay there's a certain structure beyond our life if you want to search for it go ahead because mm. I've seen a lot of parents be mm. like if you want to search for something books are here go yeah. for yeah, yourself yeah. do you I want to go back yeah that's a great point uh, well, I just want to go back into the anti gravity thing um, the definition that we're given of gravity like how oh if I throw this apple it'll fall like Isaac Newton said but I mean, he never really proved gravity. He never f fully proved the theory of gravity through, mm -hmm. you know, mathematics. Didn't he come up with calculus too, right, or something like that? When yeah, he, when he, he, yeah. So he, when he drops the apple, and it falls to the ground, this I could, is a myth, I could. Though. Well, hold on. How do I know it didn't drop on his head and he it got fucking myth. brain damage? It's just a myth. That, I'm, that, I'm that okay. Was... I'm just using it as an example. So the apple falling to the ground. The, the entire idea, I could literally say, oh, that's gravity. Or I could say the apple is less dense than the air, and that's what's causing it to fall. And because, like, for example, if you look at helium, helium is less dense than the air around it, and that's why it rises, the balloon rises. Now, if you want to look at, um, what do you call it? If you look at density, it's, it can explain literally everything. Like, you can forget about gravity. Density explains everything. Whether it be through buoyancy or density and buoyancy explains everything, I should say. Not so. Why gravity, is everything held together then? That is what I'm getting to. Yeah. So that so that is where a lot of people say, okay, then what is gravity? I'm not saying that gravity doesn't exist, but the definition we're given of gravity is completely fucked up. It's it's been changed in some way, shape, or form. Like there's many scientists looking into it now. I mean, obviously they're not going to come out straight out about it, but it's not correct. Like we're looking at it from the wrong angle. Gravity is a result of electromagnetism or a magnoelectric universe. I could say that. So magnetism does cause electricity as well as vice versa. And that causes magnetic fields to form from that. So it 
a torsion field or a torus field. So that all goes back to like scalar form technology. A lot of people don't know about this. We'll probably go more deeper into this in another podcast because we're kind of getting off topic. Um, but basically the entire idea is, idea is that gravity is a result of a magnetic field. It has nothing to do with an apple falling to the ground because of whatever, you know. But they do have evidence. And yeah, that. gravitons. Yes, that's the only thing that is backing up gravity at this point. Like the gravitons, the actual molecular particles. The that waves. Are the, well, waves are composed of particles. The gravitons are the actual particle that composes those waves that you're talking about. Yeah. So that is the only justification that they have so like so far. Mm -hmm. if, if they are able to 100% prove that, which they claim to have... It just comes down to belief at that point, I think, because there is, there's still, it can still be proven wrong at this point. Gravitons are very, I'm still very skeptical about them. So we'll probably go deeper into that in another podcast. Yeah, that's a whole that's, other discussion. That's so we'll completely just, yeah, we'll off make, the topic. We'll make but I wanted to ask you, Lewis, um, in what ways does fear influence um, dogmatism or like dogmatic point of views in society? Like um, yeah, control. That's really what it is, ultimately. Yeah. It's the fear of... That's. I think that's the main problem with the whole concept of hell. Because they impose that on people who are the most fear-ridden. Mm -hmm. Because they believe that if they don't, if they don't operate on a, on, in the right way, they're going to go to hell, they're going to burn forever or whatever. But what they don't realize is... It, in fact, it shouldn't necessarily petrify them or paralyze them. It should actually... Because the whole point of that, that's the problem with these preachers and these priests. It's because they do that to numb the person, to paralyze them. Some ecstasy. Alright. Instead of actually teaching them that it's just another disciplinary method. It's the same thing with what Peterson talks about. It's the same thing with Young talks about. But the thing is, like, but the way the priests approach it, they do it to the point where it, like, it, it, like if you don't do what I say... If you don't then kiss my hand pure, and get on your knees, it's just pure pain and suffering, and that's like it's the wrong way of doing it. And then it's so fun, and ironically, it leads people the opposite way because then they're like, "Oh, there's no hell. I can do whatever the fuck I want." Pure, I got a question. Pure, for pure you. hedonism. I got a question for you. Wait, wait, hold that yeah. question. <laughs> All right. So your million gods thing. So what do you mean by that? Because all right, I literally hold say, on, hold on, hold on. yeah. Let me just explain. You're right. Because when I hear that, I think of, does that mean like a, we personalized millions forms of gods? Or does that mean that like, or does it mean, because I don't know if I necessarily believe that because we, we don't say we. Life, a, okay, life is what you make it, right? No, no, hold on. I don't, I, I don't, it's, we don't say there are a million consciousnesses. There's no, no, we say there's, the consciousness is infinite. Yeah, and there's one. It's just a giant family. Yes. But so why would so, we say that so that a, goes back that there are a million yeah so that goes back into the hermetic principles the hermetic teachings mm -hmm. uh, that came from Egypt so that's saying that we can never fully explain the all that's what they call it they don't call it God they call it the all mm. quote unquote and they say the all is the all the all creates itself it the universe unfolds and then folds back in it contorts and you know kind of convolutes mm -hmm. everything but like. To me, life is what you make it. So if I, like, God is what you make it, in a sense. But what we do know about God is that it is, God is is morally justified. Like, I feel like there's, you have to be morally is, yeah. and ethically sound to be one with any sort of God, if the, even if there is one. 
Um, to say that, for example, like the God is water, like this water bottle, for example, um, to say that that water within that bottle is composed of God. If I were to surround my entire life with water, that's my life and it's alive. And I, I think that's fair to say that it's God. I mean, obviously okay, yeah. that means that it's subjective. Now, yeah, to God say is that, subjective. now, now, even if there is an objective point of view or an objective reality there is an objective that, point of view of god which is in the archetypes that was here before we existed exactly which we'll go into another podcast about because we have no knowledge of that so i do all right show me <laughs> share with me your gnostic point of view my gnostic point of view yes i'm not a gnostic well that's what you're going into about knowledge what gnosis means knowledge yeah of course okay so if you want to... All right, never mind. Dude, my hands are so soft after oh that baby lotion that we put on. Oh, yeah, but I think that, like, our collective conscious is just one giant stream rather than a million car- compartmentalized, like, rivers of consciousness. Because that wouldn't necessarily make any sense because that would mean that each conscious that everyone has is completely different from the other, which isn't true I at agree. all. You know, you know what I think happens? I, I don't agree because I we're think all so, I think it is. I think it goes back into labels and seclusions. Like, for example, yeah, if you picture create, a house... We created differentiations. Yeah. yeah, so let's say let's say this, right? I Let's say you have, like, a house, like a mansion, right? Mm-hmm. And you have, like, you have uh, a four-by-five uh, room ratio, which means that there's four rooms going down, five rooms across, and then there's 20 rooms total. And in each room, you have a different person in each one doing a different, you know, task, right? Now, let's say that person in in room A, um, that individual has something that uh, the person in room B might need. Mm -hmm. Now, but doesn't know about. Like, they have no knowledge of each other's rooms or each other's tasks. But if, if there was a window into the next room, now that person can, you know, obviously open up the window, share whatever objects... Now, could you imagine if that four by five ratio of rooms all started working together? I think that is the God presence because yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that is that is the only morally and ethically sound society society that we could you know essentially. It's just an essence just doing good, like essentially. But there is no good and bad though. That's it, well, it's a no, we well. That's we can't say that because no, that, that no. just opens the doors to that. Are, no, know. that's being open minded. That's being open minded when you say there is no good and bad. That is that, that is, is saying no, that there that is, is as no above so below, and and to say that which one is right side up and which one is you know the other way around, yeah. that's that's you know kind of I, I don't ignorant. even believe the the words good and bad are. Like Who's to good? say it's that this water bottle chaos. isn't meant to stand up like that? It's Who's just, to yeah. meant that it's that, just order that I can't buy it like this in the store versus buying it like this? Okay, I, it's I, just I the agree. way that it's shaped. I agree. It's just no, shape no, 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 restricts. I agree, but. Who's to say that what these people are doing are evil or not? So are they justified for murdering millions? They think they are. Yeah, they but, th- but subjective subjectiveness is not fact. It's okay. personal opinion. The that's and that's, that's where the core. That's where the core, not the core. The, the like the main problem resides in, is whether or not that them doing those bad things. Yeah. Listen, that them doing those bad things as fucked up as it is. Well, you is can't say it's what, fucked up because there's no good or bad. My, in my opinion, 
Like if I'm sharing my personal opinion. So you agree that it is completely subjective. From my morals, from my morals and my ethical standards, yeah. I, I when I see someone dying as a result, when I trace back the money, the but, money trail, and I see that now, it's coming from here, there. But here's the other then, issue now. So so by but you let me explain. That, I know, I know, I know where it's coming from. So I'm going to explain the whole relative. thing. Now, now morality is relative. Now it can be relative because but life is what you make it. Like again, like I said, mm -hmm. so to that that's why karma. That's why I believe in karma so strongly because. That that's the only like full everything comes full circle regardless. But karma, if, if there, so but karma operates on the fact that there is good and evil, because karma wouldn't attack a person that's essentially good. But then okay. why? But then you would have to explain why they this don't attack people. Do you that know what karma? Evil. Karmic karmic reverberation is not only a result of what is happening in society right now in the world mm -hmm. or in previous circumstances. Yeah. It's it's due to centuries, like millennia ago, probably. Like that mm -hmm. karma from a millennia is coming to us because they probably, there's so much karma that it hasn't made up for. It's like paying a loan and you still haven't paid it off. That's what karma is. People don't understand that it's like a bank account. Like it, everything revolves around, you know, kind of numbers. Karma is fixed to this matrix. If you want to look at yourself from a third person point of view and see that there's something beyond the human body, that is kind of leaving the matrix. That's kind of like seeing it as, mm -hmm. okay, this is a seclusion within my own mind. Um, now, to say, let's say all, all those elitists that are coming down and believing that what they're doing is good, even though like they're killing mass millions. Yeah, they should like, believe they're doing good for the That's fine and all, but it comes full circle. It's going to come full circle. And it... And eventually, they're gonna be the ones starving to death because. But who who's to say though? Because that is their <laughs> learning lesson. Who's to wait now? But now now, now I'll go deep into this. This is very important. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Who's to say that their learning experience isn't more valued than ours? Like to say that we're doing good, so our our learning lesson is more more valued. No, to say that it's gonna take a millennia for them to learn a lesson and be in the drought of them losing all their money and food and us giving nothing back to them, when they are at the bottom of the food chain, we better be giving back to those motherfuckers. As, as mm -hmm. fucked up as they are, I know how fucked up it sounds to be helping out people that have killed mass millions, but like, who? how better are we? Then we're the villain for letting them starve. Then we're the bad guy. It oh, all yeah, flips, I, I, everything comes full circle. Why do you, why do you so, think in most, most religions they say to love your enemies? Yes, that's but, the whole point. But but there is, it it all is gonna come down to those when they are starving, regardless of how long because it's timeless. The present moment is timeless, so mm -hmm. time is irrelevant. It should be irrelevant to each individual. I mean, if yeah. you want to subject time, like I, you know, I like to prioritize. Everyone prioritizes. It's fine. It helps us it's grow as individuals. It it it's very necessary, but. When you're constantly looking at the clock, there are times where you kind of have to like isolate yourself from society and be like, I'm just going to go with the flow and kind of see what happens. Yeah, you need but, to, yeah. but then there's like, if it took millions of years for these elitists, which they've been around since Egypt, the bankers, the lobbyists, whatever, if it's going to take them that long to learn their lesson of, you know, getting from the bottom of the barrel, mm -hmm. so be it. It's their, their, their learning experience is that is just as valuable as ours. Like mm -hmm. you cannot say that they're not as um, just as important as we are, unless they're not human. Maybe maybe there's something we don't know about, but we can't judge that yet so until know, we yeah, know I mean, who they are. Know, if they're reptilians, if they're archons, if they're whoever. Like we can't <laughs> we can't judge that. We literally have to wait and see. They are just as important as us in 
in the part of this whole divine play. Like, we yeah, can I call it a movie. They're, they're beings with the potential to do good, if I could use yeah. that term. Yeah. But they haven't been doing that ever. It doesn't and matter. They're it, learning no, lessons. It's it, it's all a learning experience. It's an entertainment slash learning okay, experience. And the universe is entertaining and experiencing the, but itself. But there's no tipping point if it's a learning experience. Then where's the tipping it's, point? It's not, because it hasn't it's not all yet. about us. The, that's, that's the main thing that a lot of people need to understand. It does not. The universe does not revolve around you. When you get older, you'll understand that. No, we know that. Yeah, so, we all know that. I, I know we understand that. I'm just yeah, saying yeah. for the audience and the viewers. So when you realize that, it's like, okay... It's not about me. So who is it about the universe? Because that's that's kind of, that's the only way to look at it, really. There, I mean, maybe there's other universes, but I mean, the universe is experiencing itself. So if there's a, a learning lesson the universe has to experience, in terms of like death and pain and suffering, because okay. life yeah. is suffering, yeah. so be it. I mean, there we have to have those bad people. No, I, we, I agree. There we, has to be a balance. Yeah, but you no, can't but say that, that what not, they're I'm doing saying... is good or bad because we don't. I mean, who are we to judge? We're not God, even if there is a God. But we can judge, though. We, we can discern. To. We can discern. No, but we... to judge, to say something is good or bad, we can leave that up to someone else. Because when you but let go of... We go back those... to relativism again. That's what... That's what that's relativism what is subjective. It will always be subjective. It is subjective. That, that is the problem, though. Because it's like postmodernism. You would have to agree that postmodernists are right, then. They're fine. What they're doing is totally correct. Half truths. The universe is always going to be composed of half truths. You see, that's just it's half truths. Nothing is. There is no. Okay, can I tell you something? There is no absolute truth, and there is no absolute illusion. Like, it's, it's like the half truth. Like I said, because it's yeah, you can always see it as two sides of the same coin. It's it's a law of dualism. Yeah, and and that or Taoism, whatever you want to call it. To say that we are here to judge, if if we were here to judge our entire lives, no, we're here to then, love. Then it'd be too orderly. It'd be too orderly. Yeah, we're here to love essentially. Well, not just that. There, because we have learning lessons from other emotions too. No, I know, I know. But it'd be devaluing because... other emotions. But what's the opposite of fear, Dika? They say that the opposite of fear isn't technically love. Like they say, there's another. It's the expression of it. It is, yeah. Because with fear, you're so you're so constricted in fear that you're not doing anything else mm -hmm. for anyone else because you're too afraid. Yeah, but there's no absolute but fear the, again. But the opposite yeah. of that is being being completely selfless and doing everything for everyone else despite your personal. Obviously, that you have to have time for yourself. But again, yeah, you have to have that. I I agree. You have to have that balance. But I don't, I don't know if I necessarily agree that we can't say that it's good or bad because. Then again, like we have to go back to what Dan was saying, the whole heroin situation with the homeless man. Why don't we just kill him? If he's going to kill himself, why don't we you just know? end his life? All right. You see my problem? Yeah. It's all, that's the problem with so atheists, I'll go, too. So I'll go into it. Atheists right. have that problem, I got too. it. The Everything, problem with relativism. I, I got it. That's why I no, think there has no, to be an okay. objective structure. And I think there is one, but we're just completely unaware of it. No thing... Okay, I'm, I'm, I know this is going to sound weird. Uh -huh. No thing can create no other thing. What and, the fuck and, does and, that mean? And every, <laughs> hold on. I okay. know it sounds weird, but just okay, bear yeah, with yeah. me. Everything is being. Everything. And that is God. Not good or bad. Good or bad is two, form, two of the same degree, just like Han Cold. 
I mean, obviously when you go high, it's good. Obviously when you go low, it's bad or something like that. If you, you want to look at it as hot and cold, I mean, that's too good. I mean, again, if you want to say like that, okay, I, when, I, like absolute love, right? Like, do you believe that if you go to heaven, it's absolute love? No, because there is like, there is no absolute love or absolute fear. There's your, even if there is a heaven, you're still going to be learning, which means that I it can't yeah, be absolute love. It, it can't yeah, be absolute love. I don't think love. learning ever stops. Yeah. Yeah. So so there there is love, but there there can't be absolute love. There is abs. There may be. But who's who's to say? We don't know. There right? may be an absolute truth, because but 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 the the thing about the absolute truth is it's ever changing. See that that's the problem. We're living in this realm. We're we're con we're parameter parameterized within what we think of the ideals of what you just said that there's no absolutes. So who's to say that if there is an afterlife, and I obviously believe that there is, that there, how do you know that absolutism isn't there? Because essentially that's what the whole myth of like heaven and hell is. It's absolutism mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. To, to such a degree. That's why hell is pure pain and suffering and heaven is the complete opposite of that. But the thing is... But like, you, know, you know what also can make a cover that? But that's why, we're, if, you, if you notice, notice how we're in the middle of it. If you were to map it out, heaven is at the top, hell is at the bottom, and we're in the middle of it completely. That's why we're binary creatures. But That's how we have the shadow. I, I, this will go into another podcast, mm -hmm. but I truly believe that heaven and hell are reachable through this world. Not, not by dying. If mm -hmm. you die, you just come back to here. You just come mm -hmm. back to where you started. Everything comes full circle. So the only... But how do you know that? Yeah, you, don't, there, you haven't died here's, here's why. Because just like I was talking about the whole ancestral bloodlines, if you look at reincarnation, people who are, are born in this life are making up for bad karma. Even if they're a good person, they're getting so much bad stuff. Like bad things happen to good people. Like there's some truth in that. Like there, it all permeates from one source. Like we okay, don't know. Okay, but you're taking someone else's opinion. They they, they haven't died. Yeah, it's they, a, yeah, they that, well, died. That's well, the thing. They just and that, I'm a saying I say that's they, based they, off collective. No, I'm basing I'm basing it off of this. Memories of other people. I'm basing it off not only memory is yeah, everything yeah. you see in this life is memory. I'm basing yeah. it off of the content that you can and the the amount of value that comes from this life is so freaking immense that we we yeah, can't perceive that. Mm -hmm. We can't perceive that yet. And if we can't perceive that yet, then how do we? How can we even perceive a heaven or a hell? Because I mean, we don't even know how much content to, there is. If you want to we shouldn't even be talking about, about it, how, the, the closest yeah. thing and the only thing that we have is near-death experiences. That's yeah, but some near-death experiences are subjective to what the person has believed throughout their lifetime. That's, that's like if I read the Bible. True. That's not true. If I explain Buddhists and Muslims who have died and they have seen the exact same thing as like a person in the United States has seen, and there are millions of accounts. Like in, you have to give me a, an actual example with that. Like well, a, I, I would have to send you because there are a bunch. But that's they're all, the I, they're all the necessarily the same. That, yeah, seeing exactly. the same thing. Yes, yeah. they, they are seeing the same thing. That's what, that's but, what but I'm how saying. You, absolutism. But there's something there. All right. So you know what something I think happens? That's absolute. I, th yeah. I think this is what happens. Know, Hold on, Dan. I'm, I'm, I'm branching off here. Like, God damn. <laughs> <laughs> fucking let me run. I'm flowing a little bit here. Like, Damn. we're so off time. Hold on. All right. We're not. We're not. This all has comes back to fear and love a little bit. Like, just bear with me. How do you know that the entire thing about near-death experiences, the entire more, the entire uh, learning experience behind near-death mm -hmm. is, is that you can see what it's like to detach yourself and then come back? But people die. Hold on. They don't just... De they literally die. Dan, Dan, what if I was in heaven and I'd be like, you know, God... 
I actually want to come back and I actually want to try something else. I want to try some a new path. I want to try going down this route. What would happen if, if I you, went down this? If you've already it's like kind of like Alice in Wonderland. If people have because the experiences, it's not their choice to come back. Because yeah. check this out. But the thing is, check this out. There is so much joy. If you already reached the pinnacle of of whatever it is that you're trying because to achieve, because the pinnacle of there. perfection has no more room for growth. Unless there is something No, but that, you just said that learning never stops, so who's to say? May, maybe in this world. I, I don't know which world it is because I haven't been to heaven yet. But it you can literally create a utopian atmosphere in the world. You we have that ability. Huh? I don't believe in that. I yeah, mean yeah, I mean we're to... we're heading towards a dystopian future where everything is gonna be taxed and monopolized. But I don't monetized, believe but... utopia is possible in this world. Order and chaos, you have to apply that. We have we have a long way to go. There's we have a long way to go. Utopia, we don't know how long the Earth will still go on for, so we can't say that. But utopianism, the human condition of prevents utopia from happening. What do you mean the human condition? The human condition is based off society no, it's and not. and and no, the it's media. Not. No, it's not because if you have a utopia, there's human biology and there's human condition. The human condition is literally going back to the Eden. What what was the reason why? No, no, that's human nature, man. You're confusing it. Human, human condition, condition no, came after. Let me finish. The human condition is literally preventing us from having utopia. So, like I said, going back to Eden, mm -hmm. the condition of wanting something. Humans never stop wanting ever. Yeah. There's no going away from that. If you show them something shiny, they're gonna fucking we're gonna go for it. There's just no avoiding that. That's just part of our DNA. Yeah, that is true. Okay, so if that's the case, uh, for you guys are telling me, then what is beyond energy, frequency, and vibration? What is beyond, beyond. those three? What is beyond that uh, the app? triplet know. diagram, whatever? Or, uh, Nothing. I don't know. Exactly. So then we can say that heaven and hell can be experienced on the earth. Well, I mean, it's it's yeah, all I agree, dualistic. I agree, I agree with just that, like but... the right and the left hemisphere of your mind, just like the northern and southern hemisphere of the earth. It's there's there's two poles to everything, and there's two extremes to every side. No, we we agree, but well, so, so you, you guys just said Dan's point because no no it can't be a utopia because there always has to be there can be no there can't there can you I just asked you guys. Beyond energy, frequency, and vibration, what else is there? And you guys just said nothing. But that doesn't prove anything no about utopia happening. If a utopia happened, then it would happen within energy, frequency, and vibration, okay, which me, is in this let realm. Me explain, let me explain it. This. So a utopia what? is the definition of someone. So we live in a city where we don't have to do anything. Everything is just handed to us. It's it just peaceful. Everything. It's just no yeah. wars. Everything that leads to destruction. That leads to nothing. And that's if, every, if there's no too. wars, if there's no things to challenge, it us. doesn't lead to destruction. That's yes, why it does. Not not yes, if you does. micromanage. No, not if you micromanage. Eventually, it will fall. The micromanaging won't fall. The micromanaging will only get worse, just like it has if already. There, if there's so people like in communal people areas, not not just communal. Um, like if you're what is it, socialism, the socialistic yeah, point of view, yeah, yeah, where yeah. it's like all nations should work together. That yeah. is, like if you want to work. Like in terms of socialism, you have to be a micromanager up the ass. Like you need to know how to micromanage. But if you do it too much, then yeah, people are going to start getting pissed off. It's like your wife. Like you have a wife who's micromanaging everything you do. It's going to revel in your happiness. Like it's going to like, 
it's going to mess with that. But tell and me something. If 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 there's a okay, but you're it's all about balance. No, if you're yeah, exactly, if you're saying that utopia is possible, then balance doesn't exist. No, because there yeah, there is it? balance within the utopia. Like there, there can't be. There, it's not possible. We haven't we haven't explored those ethics yet. Utopia, We're not ethically okay. sound yet to say that that we don't know that that the exists. Utopia, uto the definition of a utopia is literally the perfection of living in a societal place. There's no balance in a utopia. It's just perfect. But Dan, Peaceful. you're you're seeing you're seeing a utopia from what society has taught you about what a utopia so what is. is a utopia so you're using utopia in a different sense. What yes. You, yes. Yes. Explain it to yes. me. What do you think? What is a utopia to you? There. There has to be so much groundwork. We have to s literally rewrite, rewire our biology. Okay. We have to figure a new way of thinking. So you want to rewire our biology that's been no, re evolving rewire for millions and millions of years. Thinking. Hold on, hold on. Thinking don't, I don't like the, the term millions and millions of years. We don't know how long the earth's been here. Let's just say that. Because that's, that's the best way million, of it. I didn't say Dan, we don't know anything number. about the earth. But to say millions is a big, but that's a big number. Our ancestors, our primal ancestors, I mean, I mean, we can sequence genomes, I think. I mean, we have found, clear. we have found stones in Africa that don't date millions and millions of years ago. They dated like maybe a couple thousand years. Like, and that's how old those stones are in Africa. Mm -hmm. So to say it's been millions. Does Melissa come? Coming from, it's, it's coming from like the sediment. It's coming from the yeah. sediment of the rock that's supposedly been discovered, yeah. which well, we're again yeah. getting from modern day scientists, yeah, which yeah. we're just believing. We're naive as fuck as a society, and that's what it's come down to. That, that's that's let's save that for another podcast because we're gonna go way over right. our time limit. So yeah, I say we'll just end it here. All right. So Bye. yeah, we'll make a tab, and then I guess we'll just do a continuation of this on the next podcast because. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you put those thumbnails in the podcast to make sure to do that. But um, yeah, you guys should follow us on uh, Twitter, Instagram, uh, no Google Plus or anything like that. Like and subscribe this video. Um, yeah. If you want to support us, we have a Patreon, we have a PayPal. Um, all the links will be in the description box. We'll, po we'll post the Patreon like at the end of the video or something. I mean, but, um, honestly, yeah, this if, is... you, if you just donate to us... We'll, Shut up. We'll, we'll, we'll literally fist your ass. Yeah, please. Sure. Like, or, no, even if you, if you donate to us, we will fist our own asses as a reward for you. I mean... And I know you want to see that. <laughs> I know you want to see yeah, that. Yeah, so we reach like, what, 500,000 subscribers and then that'll be like our like... Go to, like, see you later, guys. To fist our ass. Sign off. That'll be our sign off, fisting each other's asses. But, okay, um, so, each other's. so, yeah, this is Alexander <laughs> signing off. Louis. This is Mad. This is Suil. Suil. <laughs> oh, the words, the backwards, yeah, right? Backwards, yeah. So you're. Oh. Zella. Alexander. No, it's, it's Zella. I don't know. That's but a yeah. hard one. I don't know. Stay tuned for the next one. We're going to do a part two of this because this is so fucking long. Love is in the air, guys. Oh.